I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. Do, do, do you happen to know the way to queer and pleasant strangers? Well, I mean, apart from me. Oh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you know which way it is? I know, I know it's somewhere around here, but yeah, I've, I've no, just lost the direction. You're not far. You just head down there, and then just like, just you just see there on the left, you turn left there, you'll see like uh, things we've seen. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then you just keep on down there until you go straight past things we've watched, things we've listened to, and then take a right onto skits. Oh goodness! And and along the way, should I should I see like silly voices right along there? I'm guessing. Yeah, the the silly voices along there, and then there's a couple of queer trans ladies right at the end. Oh, uh, wonderful! Thank you, thank you so much. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura K. Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where a couple of queer trans ladies talk about our weeks, have a bit of a giggle, that sort of thing. That's us, that's what that's, we do. That's us, isn't it? How, how, you, how you been? How you been this week? Um, b- busy? I had a week off, and yet somehow I feel like I got piss all done. Yeah, it's felt like one of those weeks, hasn't it? It really has. I I I I know I got a lot of stuff done, but I'm also feeling like weirdly, like the week flew away from me. Well, you f- literally flew away from me. You went to <laughs> Germany. Yeah, yeah. I I was in Germany this week, and I, I think we, we had a, a four day bank holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. I barely got back to work, and then I flew to Germany. My brain was very confused about where and when it was. When is my brain? Yeah, when when is when is brain? When I brain? I kept like by Friday I thought it was Sunday and I thought I was gonna have to go back to work the next day and I still had two days off to go. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, you mean yeah? Because Saturday you had you came back from from the Germany. Yeah, and then I had Sunday and Monday off. Yes. But I kind of worked Monday. It was a confusing weekend. It was. Yeah. I meanwhile was back to work on Monday doing my work thing. You you had a long week off. You had I all, did. I, I took a whole off. week off to try and hang out and do some stuff. And all I really did was edit a couple of podcasts. <laughs> and go, You're not home. That's that's sort of how life do, isn't it? When you take time off and then go, oh, I'm alone and I'm just going to edit some podcasts. Yeah, that's how we do. That's how we do. <laughs> yeah, it's been a nice week though. I've I've had a good one. The weather's been lovely. Oh yeah, the, I've seen the sun. The first day I was in Germany, I didn't have any work to do, Oof. and the weather was lovely. It was twenty-one degrees, I believe. It was. Uh, I think it was about twenty-seven Oof. where where Goodness. we were in uh, in Berlin. Clear blue skies. It was lovely. Lovely. Well, I got myself an ice cream, sat in the sun. You tried some of those um, vegan McNuggets. Yeah, I had some, some, some vegan nuggets. I had, had a good old time. So were they chickeny textured? They, or? They, they definitely were quite chickeny. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, should we talk about some of the things we've done this week? Let's talk about some of the things we've, we've, we've played this week. Yeah, where 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 should we start? I think you should probably start with something that uh, you did in Germany. So, I uh, I went to to Berlin in Germany for the um the Pokemon European Championships 2019, and I guess like half of this I'm going to put into played, and half of it I'm going to put into watched because I watched a lot of professional Pokemon play, but I also played a lot of Pokemon. Oh. So, uh, what Pokemon did I play while I was away? Um. So, I got to take part in some, like, mini side tournaments that were going on at the championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must say, like, I, I want to do a little overview of this before going into the specifics. 
was really not a bad setup they had for like if you were going to that event as a spectator, there was a lot to do at a very reasonable price. Um, so I think it was about a, t- a tenner, I think, for 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 um, an adult to come in to to spectate at the event, and if if a child went in, they got an adult free with them. Yeah. Um, and most of the like the side event tournament things that were going on were paid events, but. Even if you completely lost and made it nowhere in the tournament, you would at the very least make back the value of what you'd spent to enter the tournament in. Like you'd get that value in booster packs for the card game. Oh, cool. So that was a really nice thing in that all of the tournaments at least gave you like they were like they ranged in price from about five quid to twenty quid. But every one of them was like, you get at least that value in booster packs. So it's essentially like you just bought some booster packs and also got to take part in a tournament and maybe win more than that as well. And you also entered the tournaments. Yeah, I entered some tournaments. Um, so I took part in a build and battle uh, tournament, which is basically you get a box that's got maybe four booster packs and then a pre-made assortment of cards with like a legendary one and some some evolution lines and stuff like that. And they put a big box of energy cards on the table so you've got all the ones you could need. And they're just like, open your boosters, find out what you've got, build a deck with what you've got here on the table and play a little mini tournament. Hmm. Um, and you got to keep all the boosters and the cards that you've got while making the deck, which sure. was about 20 quid's worth of cards, which is about the price the tournament was. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, every time you won a match against someone, you won essentially the value of an extra fiver's worth of cards. Wow. So, so that's a booster pack, right? Yeah, it, 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 was, it was about five euros, which is a booster pack. I think that's about the equivalent of about three pound in the UK, which... Yeah. Is like, yeah, that's about what booster packs were when I played trading card games, like, yeah. in the three quid range. Um... Yeah, it was a really fun little to- um, format, that. Um, here's the thing. I will never be, like, professional level at Pokemon, and everyone having to make decks from things that they opened right here and now, it levels the playing field somewhat, in mm. that everyone's still like... still kicked off, though, right? I, I did pretty well. I won mm, about three quarters of my matches in that little tournament, but Ooh. it... It helps that I pulled a really good card in my booster pack that was just like, ha I have the I have the high ground, everyone. Um yeah, it was it was really fun to play on like everyone having equally an uncertain footing and not being quite certain and having a deck that was a little bit hodgepodge. Mm. Meaning that no one was getting too steamrolled. Right. Um to really double down on that format, there was a another tournament type I took part in for the card game, which was um Booster Battle. Which again was you basically play a pay about the price of a booster pack for a booster pack, and you try and build a ten card deck out of energy cards and cards you found in that booster pack, and you play a little mini tournament with this tiny deck. And instead of doing like your six prize cards, it's a single prize card. If you run out of cards in the deck, that's not an automatic loss, and it's just who who can win out of a booster pack's worth of trying to build a deck. Okay. Um, it's a really quick. It it reminded me a lot of the speed duels Yu-Gi-Oh format, mm. except a quarter as um, many cards. A quarter as many cards, and honestly, that kind of worked better because it was just literally two minutes. Get in, do the thing. No one's taking it too seriously because they're all like, "Ah, it's fine. We only had one boost pack. What were we gonna make?" 
Um, and again, if if you beat people in the game, you you could get extra booster packs. So you were at least like getting the booster pack you paid for, plus oh. maybe a bit more. It's a oh. fun little side event. So both of those, I was like, yeah, if you're going there to to buy some trading cards and have an excuse to play with people, those are both like interesting, fun formats that don't feel like they're price gouging, which mm. is nice. Um, I also took part in a couple of uh tournament side event tournaments for. Pokemon Go and Let's Go. Oh, and how to do with them? I did pretty well in them as well. Um, so for the Let's Go side tournament they did, um, I I certainly um, caught a couple of people off guard with my entirely shiny teams. <laughs> um, I I found that my existing knowledge of the Pokemon meta game was definitely helpful. I. I I was like, I know what does relatively well in the the, v- the video game, and I have a relatively good team already. So I, I think I used a lowland a lowland golem, which has like its rock and electric type at the same time, which is quite difficult to deal with. It has like fire punch and thunder punch and a bunch of elemental moves that it doesn't seem like it should have. I had a I had a Gengar, I had a Mega Charizard. I really liked what little team I had going. It's quite nice. Nice. Yeah, um, and the Pokemon Go tournament, they had some weird restrictions on. Um, so if you've ever done battles in Pokemon Go, there are three tiers you can have, like unlimited strength up to 2,500 CP or only up to 1,500 CP. Mm-hmm. And they had their side tournament limited to 1,500, which is quite a low range to get under. Yeah. And my guess was that they were trying to discourage people from just using, here is the stuff from the top of the meta that everyone's using. Mm. Uh, Because a lot of people haven't prepared Pokemon under 1500 and they're like, ah, crap, I have to actually think about what I'm picking. Mm. Um, I think the strongest things I had available were the research breakthrough rewards, which will occasionally give you legendaries, will give you very weak legendaries. Right. So I had a couple of legendaries that just scraped in under 1,500. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I found that Mighty Yenna, which is like a, a fire dog, was doing quite well. Um, I had a... I can't remember what else I had in there that was good, but um, I had a Snorlax, I think, that was quite nice. But, yeah, it was really fun to just spend a day... Immersed in playing Pokemon because I really like Pokemon, and I, it was very nice to just be around a lot of other people who were enjoying Pokemon. And then when you got back, we spent a whole day or at least a whole afternoon just organizing your Pokemon cards. Yeah, we we spent the vast majority of a day going through all of my loose Pokemon cards and basically organizing them by type, then by evolution line, then alphabetizing them by the first stage of the evolution line. Is that what we did? Yeah, I think. That's what we went with that. Yeah, and at some point I'm going to sit down with those and make uh, make myself a new deck, but I haven't gone around to that yet because too many other Pokemon things I had to do. So many things. So many things. Uh, what about you? What have you been up to this week? Well, while you were away, you you dumped a load of cardboard on the table. Yeah, and I rifled through that. I was like, "Here's all them Labo bits. What you haven't tried? Exactly, because I hadn't tried most of them." Yeah, tell tell me about those Labo bits. Um, I I think the replay value is probably highest on something like the um the steering wheel. Yeah, did you try the steering wheel or the 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 motorbike handlebars 
Did you try them with Mario Kart at all? I didn't try anything with Mario Kart. Okay, but you tried them with the, the Labo software. I, I tried them with the Labo software. I had... I didn't much care for the rally racing aspect. I quite liked the exploration, like, yeah. mission mode. That was quite fun, being able to sort of get buzzsaws out. And... The, the steering wheel and pedal feels quite satisfying to use. Like, it's a nicely yeah. built prop, isn't it? Yeah, and it's quite nice that you can sort of, as you pop your keys in, the key in your, um, your wheels pop up. Mm. That was quite fun. Um, yeah, there's sort of lots of good stuff with that. Um... Overall, there is a lot of fun to be had. It's quite nice to be able to play that on a screen because yeah. obviously with the the handlebars, it's sitting right on on you. Yeah. Um, I struggled a bit with wanting to steer it rather than lean to it. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Which, considering I used to drive a scooter, I should be more used to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steer it. Lean into it. Ah! I know, but it, it it's easy to get your head around that. Yeah, especially when you're sort of playing a video game. It's like yeah. this is. This is how video game do. <laughs> Leaning does nothing, remember? <laughs> yes, but this motion video game. Ye- years of practice has told me that leaning does nothing. And now motion video game is like, no. Yeah, but <laughs> what if leaning did something? What, what if lean did a thing? <laughs> um, yeah, that was alright. Um, apart from that, like, but at first sort of big problem with the, the like using somebody else's already built labo. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like Toycon One, the set with the piano and the um, uh, the steering wheel, uh, yeah. the, the handlebars and stuff. You couldn't start that until you had gone through the instructions to build at least one thing. Oh, that's so. Fair. I had to sit there for like five minutes in fast forward, just going. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it's literally right here. It's it's, it's here. You can, I can point the IR camera at if you like. It's is is here. I've got it. I don't. I don't. I don't need the thing. That's I appreciate a, that you want to do this, but I, I don't. That's I don't. a really good point. And there's no way to sort of like super skip it. If you yeah. quit out of it, it's like you need to build something. So, oh well, I guess I have to start that again. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I I watched through building a thing, um, and then was allowed to sort of sit and play with the thing. So that was that was a bit of an an annoyance. Um, I didn't have the chocks for the um, oh, yes, piano, yes. so I could only make it do like two things, and then whatever I could make it do using the um bits for the house. Oh yeah, you can pop the house bits in it, and then a, like a man sings when you press the piano key yes, and things like that. That was very strange. <laughs> um, and also cats. I managed to get cats out of it. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a full range piano, but it's quite like. It works and it's satisfying. It, it responds is. to the key presses. It does certainly respond to the key presses, but it being like just over an octave, or maybe exactly an octave, I was like, there's not enough to really get into this. Maybe no, if it had like two octaves, I realised that would have been like yeah. a pain in the bum to build, so, even if it's possible with the IR. Um, it has settings that you can use it with uh, that Korg gadget software on Switch, oh. I believe. So like I if you set cool. so if you set which octave you want it to be on and then go okay I can just like fiddle around with the keys and be like yeah that's, but for that's things what like I'm trying to do. is what I mean oh yeah like, yeah I obviously see, yeah. because you you've only got one uh, octave yeah you can do the thing with the the side bit where you sort of take it up an octave or down an octave yeah um so there's that and it's... I imagine with the Korg though it's quite good that you can just sort of tap things out a bit yeah and then I it's... suppose you can always like go further and. 
Yeah, you could probably get your single single octave melody and then turn yeah. it into a chord by like uh, into a chord by going down the track and replicating some of the notes. Yeah, something like that. Uh, there, I can see there are ways you could use that to be something functional. I imagine as a, a little mini MIDI device, it's great for the cog. Yeah, but generally speaking, I see. I feel like a lot of the magic was lost from Labo. Yeah, from not having built any of it. I was like, eh. I mean, these are just basically just pretty basic games. It's not like I've gone, I have made this wonderful thing, and now I will behold it and see yeah. all the things that it does. I'm just like. I mean, it, it's it, alright. It's the peril of it showing up for work when I then have, like, deadlines where I'm like, oops, gotta make a thing. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, yeah. you had all that enjoyment of, like, yeah. yeah, you know, I will do the thing and, and see how it is. And you still haven't built the, the fishing rod. So. I know, I need, to, I need to do a fishing rod. Um, but I also finished messing about with the VR because I've only got the blaster kit for VR. Yeah, and so you've got you, the four kits. So. so you've got to try out the bird and the the yeah. camera. Those were a bit more satisfying to play. Yeah, um, like I didn't spend a huge amount of time with the camera. I quite liked doing the sort of underwater exploration. The, the shutter click is quite satisfying. It's quite on, satisfying. On um, it's nice the way you, as you sort of zoom into things like the mermaid or the diver. Yeah, they'll sort of wave at you. <laughs> Ah, I have been spotted. <laughs> Getting tapped. Um, and it's it's like the same thing I have with the, the PSVR. Like underwater is beautiful in VR. Oh gosh, yeah. Even when it's like sort of slightly more cartoony style, as it is with, yeah. with that one. There's like, something magical about being underwater in VR. Yeah, because my ears aren't trying to explode under the pressure. <laughs> like I, I'd like I can't dive more than about sort of six or seven feet before I start to feel really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nice that there is that option that mm. I can sort of see all that all that cool stuff and and, and the big big Yay. big fishy down way down the bottom there. Mm-hmm. It was nice to do that exploration. Um, I stared up a duck's ass for about an hour and a bit. It's quite fun to fly around and get they give the eggs what they want. I gave all the eggs what they wanted, even the giant ah the big giant golden the big gold one. Yep. Yeah, I did all of that even without the foot pedal because I don't know. You don't know where the foot pedal's gone. I don't know where the foot pedal's gone. Foot um, pedal's around the, somewhere. Uh, the the um, flappy. The, the, the thing flappy. that flaps the air in your face. Yeah, because apparently that speeds up your flight. So I had to do the yes. whole thing at standard flight, just sitting there, just flap. Honestly, <laughs> I did the whole thing at standard speed as well because I built it and was like, "Oh, play this game," not realizing I could have sped myself up. <laughs> it does mention it on one of the billboards, I think. I I know, but I was um, I was having a good time flying around already at that yeah, point. Yeah, catching all the mushrooms. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain trying to get everything, like the la- pick up the last few bits to, to feed the big, yeah. big one to get it to spawn. The fireworks look really nice. I yeah. quite enjoyed that. I had lots of fun pissing about with the elephant trunk as well, yeah. in an entirely separate one. Yeah, you, you painted a nice 3D virtual reality tree. I made, made a little tree with a little bird's nest. I... Was a bit irritated at the fact that I ran out of ink. Yeah, I was that's... like, "What this? It's maybe like if I had to imagine it in a physical space in front of me, it's maybe a foot tall and like yeah. about that across well, as well." One of these days, we will we will do all of the faff to get Vive set up because uh, Tilt Brush is basically that where you can walk around your creation in a three D space and fun. there's no limit on the paint. Because it is a bit of a pain to sort of have, like, you're holding the switch slash yeah. elephant's head up, and then you've got to sort of pilot the trunk around, and then obviously yeah. there's only so much range on that. Yeah, it's 
It's a cool thing, but it's no replacement for Tilt Brush. No. And, like, if you enjoyed that even a little bit, I'm like, we need to set you up with Tilt I, Brush I enjoyed it a lot, but it was frustrating to sort of go, okay, now I need to see what it looks like from the other side, pick it up, grab the hand thing, and then sort of twilt it round. No, not like that. Like, that, more like, no. Yeah. And it's... eventually you're sort of wrangling it around to the other side and then starting to paint the other side. And then, like, getting a little bird's nest and putting some little eggs in the bird's nest yeah. and putting all the leaves on. And then going, I'm going to do a bit more. I'm going to put some grass around the bottom. And I started putting grass around the bottom of it. And then it just went, you run out of ink. I was like, it's tiny. What's... Yeah. You need to try Tilt Brush. I, I think do. you're going to love it. I think I will. We will get there eventually because Vive is a nightmare to set up and it's going to be hell in our, our living room space. But we'll make it work. I also really want to see what those controllers are like because I've heard really good things about Yeah, no, they're pretty cool. Um, so, is there, was there anything else in Labo you um, played around Yeah, with? I enjoyed the... Um, enjoyed the... Oh, God, I nearly forgot. Yeah, I also had a go in just sort of the... Uh, the with just pissing about with the like the icons, the stamps, oh, yeah, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had I, I made like a little um, DNA helix using oh. straight lines and the glowing stars, not the sort of star stickers, the yeah, the, the flashy ones, yeah, and um, flames. Mm-hmm. So I made a little sort of glowing DNA double helix uh, that was, you know, it it wasn't great, but. I enjoyed that. But you I made had a lot it. Of fun with it. I, I had a lot of fun just pissing about with the stamps in general. Like yeah. somewhere there is is one I did that is just this. It's ridiculous. It's just like um, I used the smoky uh, stamp to make clouds, and then I put eyeballs on them. <laughs> um, and one of them looks really sheepish. Already looked really sheepish, and I put little um, water droplets dropping out of it. <laughs> so now it just looks like it's wet itself. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, there was like I, I put loads of little twinkly stars all around, and then like then I discovered the um, the like um, pixel art. Um, treble clef. Oh yeah, and sort of just there's like a huge amount of those, and then I got the the sparkly stars out and was like wrapping them round <gasps> lines of yeah of things. There's, there's something really magical about being able to paint in three D space, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, it's just like I can wind <laughs> things around the things. Yeah, it's 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 really tough. And like, and this isn't the perfect way to show it off, but it's good enough to show people like. Painting in physical 3D space is... There's something just kind of magical about it. Yeah. That you can't really explain until you've done it. Yeah, and much better than those sort of... The, the 3D printy pens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like... I, it, it was a lot of fun to piss about Yay. with. And then I tried that Breath of the Wild. Not well, for very long. Yeah, let's... let Should we should we get on to that? Have you tried the Mario Odyssey? I haven't tried Mario Odyssey. Okay, so while I was away, they updated both Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild yes. to have VR support. Um, Mario Odyssey has, like, some little levels you can do, and Breath of the Wild's, like, whole game of VR... It, yeah. So, <laughs> do you want to talk about your experience first? Um, well, I I think I'm sort of like midway through Ballad of the Champions. Yeah. I, for some reason I got to the end of that game and then just like didn't really want to do much more with it. Ballad of the Champions came out and I was like, I'm not ready to go back to it yet. Yeah. Um, so I, I so went back into it briefly. I did part of that. I got onto like the 
giant-sized temples. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, I'm sort of stuck on one of those at the moment. So I sort of went straight into the beginning of that temple in VR. And the first thing I noticed was... By moving my head, I almost immediately felt ill. Yeah. Really fucking so, ill. This game does not handle head tracking for camera movement the way that VR games, like every other VR game has decided is the standard and how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Um, Most VR games, you are like a camera at a fixed point in 3D space. And when you turn your head, you basically stay in the position you are. And it pivots. And, on yeah, that. you pivot on a on a locked point. Um, like, your head is the locked point and you can look around from it. But in this, the the locked point is Link. And when you turn, it rotates your position in 3D space around Link It to basically turn? attaches your head movement to the R stick. The right, the right stick. Uh, kind of, but like, yeah, it's, it's rotating your head around in 3D space rather than looking from the position you're in. Yeah. And like, a head turn, translating into a head... Rotate, rotate around and like things. swing around in 3D space feels really odd. It it, it really yeah yeah it makes me feel motion sick too. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, it was weird because like almost immediately the first thing I do in 3D is tend to just sort of have a, a good look around like a like a, a good sort of um, sort of making a yeah. circle in the air with my eyes and I did that quite quickly and immediately went <laughs> so. Um, I had to dig around in the settings. There is, I believe, a setting that you can you can just turn off the head tracking, okay. so moving your head doesn't move the camera, okay. which um, seems like the best option because, like, I quite enjoyed playing Breath of the Wild in VR when I basically was like, okay, don't move your head, use the stick to to look around. Yeah, but basically turning the the VR headset into this is just basically a big cinema screen near my face like with well plus yeah, the with, depth yeah it's it's got depth and i've shut out the world around the game yeah. which that, that's what i really yeah. enjoyed uh, about it like it was the depth was beautiful especially like because in the shrines there's very often like hey here is a platform that descends into forever yeah and being able to sort of like look around like under the bridges that you're walking across and obviously there are all those little dust motes that you see yeah. the fact that they sort of hang in the air that's really pretty but yeah just no head tracking, please. So yeah. I'm just sitting there stock still. Going, so, Don't um, I, Yeah, I believe there's a setting you can just turn it off so that you can move your head and it's not going to do that swingy thing. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I did a... Because you were doing this with the Labo VR headset with the controllers held up near your face, That right? was my only option. Yeah. You want to tell us about your new and shiny option. Yeah, the new and shiny option. So um, I've got to thank, and I need to double check the uh, the user's name on Twitter to make sure I get this right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, a big thanks to Alex Blackmore on Twitter, who like super helped with this. Um. I tweeted uh, when I reviewed the Labo VR on cardboard, like, hey, I wish that there was an option to have a head strap and something a bit more solid than this, because that would really, you know, encourage me to actually use this, because I didn't want to have my hands up near my eyes while I played Breath of the Wild. And Alex 3D printed and sent me a uh, a 3D printed plastic uh, Labo VR headset. It looks really good. Yeah, it's got head straps on it. It's got elastic that loops through and is adjustable. Uh, it's in blue. It's in blue. It's, it's really in your nice. Colors. It's in my colours. Um, I did a bit of a test out with it. He's done it super well in that, like, it it works with the um 
the existing stuff for Labo VR, so you yeah. can still plug this into the the bird's ass or the 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 uh, bazooka or whatnot. Ooh. It fits into them just fine. Um, and yeah, this basically uh, for me, it, I I wore it for quite a while today just to make sure it it felt right with the switch in there. Switch is definitely not too heavy to hold up with your head, like. My arms ached holding the switch up with one hand mm-hmm. to like play Labo VR. This is a lot more comfortable for a lot longer. Yeah. Um it It's honestly what I wanted out of VR on the Switch. Yeah. It's just a comfortable head strap option that feels safe and secure, like my switch isn't gonna fall to the ground, mm-hmm. and I can comfortably relax my arms like down by my lap while I play. Yeah. And I think you know, Breath of the Wild, very yeah, good. Exactly. Like the whole time I was away, um, like I I had my flights to and from Germany, I kept thinking, I really wish this had arrived in time for this trip, because like next time I'm on a on a nice long flight and I mm. just wanna like forget about like all the cramped conditions around me, just stick this on, stick Breath of the Wild on, stick some headphones on. I'll be in another fucking world for a while. Yeah, they've done a really good job with that. Like I like the way the um the like VR lenses fit in really nicely, yeah. and the, the 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 sides are labelled left and right when you pull them out. Yeah, so it 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 it's makes good. use of the existing um plastic lens section from the Labo VR kit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the the base version of that is I think like twenty twenty something quid, but um, yeah, you just pop the lenses in the side. There's like some some nuts you you unscrew yeah. to pull some <laughs> to pull some sections out and pop that in, but. It feels really secure. And but it's also got, like, yeah. a space for the fan. Yep. Uh, it's, it's got space for the charging port. Yeah, it's it's just a very smart solution. And yeah. if if you want to try one yourself, um, Alex has put the uh, the 3D printer files for it just on Twitter and put them online. Um, I should, by the time this goes up, have an article about this 3D printed headset, which will include the tweet... That includes the uh, the 3D printer files. You can just print one of these and make it. Yeah. And it's real nice. And you can paint yours any colour you like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, honestly, like I wouldn't have played a huge amount of VR Breath of the Wild otherwise, but this has got me going, you know what? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played anything else this week? I'll need to double check, but I think, so. I think that's everything. You reckon that's it? Uh, I played more Pokemon Go. I I got a couple more regionals. I now have a uh, Carnivine. Carnivine. Uh, what? Oh, did you, did you have one more thing? I played one other thing. I started playing last night. I had a <gasps> go at that um HD Shadow of the Colossus. Oh yeah, how are you getting on with that? It took me a while to work out the controls because I picked up from your save where you'd <laughs> already beaten the first boss. Uh, yeah, Colossus. Yeah, you you picked up my 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 non-work saber. I was one Colossus in. <laughs> Yeah, and there's me sitting there going, hang on, the controls have changed. <laughs> yes, it's it's uh, modern control style. It's modern control style that I found in- incredibly unintuitive. Maybe if I'd started the game not expecting it to be the original controls. Yeah, that's the thing. Right. If you've played a game before, there's a part of your brain that's like, but 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 do how you st- do. The I think the reason that is so stuck in my head is because. I broke a controller playing the original. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before. I don't know if you have. Um, I was holding the triangle button, which is was was like hold on, so yeah. hard I broke the controller. <laughs> <laughs> My triangle button just stopped working. It was like, and then I tried to like 
turn it on and play again. I was like, no, my only controller. Because why would I have two controllers? Yeah, it's only ever me. Exactly. I know that feel. <laughs> so yeah, that was. It's pretty. Um, I went through that dappily forest section from the original, uh, and I just did not feel it had captured the beauty of that area yeah. because it it was a little bit more like. Foggy, and I know that's obviously probably some degree in the original that was to do with, yeah, um, like limitations on the hardware. But just the way the light shines through fog and gets like the god rays more intense, we're just really incredible in the original. We, we discussed this last night, we but it, the uh, Silent Hill 2 HD remake on the <laughs> PS3, where just all the fog is gone, because no. they're like, oh, well, that fog was because tech limitations. We don't need the fog now, but we need it because it was beautiful <laughs> yeah, and atmospheric. So it, there's there's a certain degree of that going on, mm. um, but like. I I overall think that is like a really beautiful way to make that game stand the test of time a lot more. Like that game is hard to go back to in its original form, and this yes. is definitely like this is definitely a lot easier to recommend to people and go, yeah. hey, it feels a lot more like a modern game. I tr- I tried it a couple of years ago, um, and I, some some something some, someone pointed out to me not so long ago as well was the fact that um, not doing it on a CRT TV. Yeah, really does make a difference because modern mm. televisions can just make old games look really fucking bad. Yeah, well, it's it's less that than old TVs obscured how bad the game looked to some degree. To some degree, I suppose you could pop scan lines on and hope for the best. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think um, for whatever reason, like modern TVs don't always do PS2 games a favour. Yeah, oh, uh, is that everything we played? Oh, is everything I played. Well then. Time for this. Ooh. Hello, welcome to Toasty Heat. How can I help you? Hi, um, my boiler's not working at all. I don't know what's gone on with it, but the all the lights have gone out. It's not functioning at all. It seems like it's not got any power going to it. Have you tried resetting it? Uh, yeah, I have tried resetting it, and uh, to to no avail. Right. Okay. And uh, is there? There's no lights on. There's nothing on the display. No, no, no like lights that? whatsoever. Right. Okay. And can you see the uh, the the fuse spur? Is there a light on on that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it might be a problem with the printed circuit board within your boiler. Let me see. Oh, hmm. You've changed your title on the uh, on on, I... on your on your um on your account recently. Yes. You wouldn't happen to be trans, would you? I. Not that it's any of your business, but yes, I am. Right. Uh, what What does that have any anything to do with my boiler? Well, see, what it might be is it might be a, a trans broken boiler because of the hormones. You know, you're you're you you're getting hotter sometimes. You're experiencing like hot flushes because um, of the, the 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 hormones, and that can really adjust things. So. Like I would, I would love to send an engineer out, but there's there's a bit of a waiting list for your particular needs. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm, be... I'm, I'm really sorry. This isn't a, a a problem with anything to do with me being trans. This is a broken boiler, and like you've you've yourself just said that it sounds like it's a problem with the printed circuit board. But I I mean I'm not a, a qualified engineer. You would need someone who is gas safe registered to have a proper look at that. Um. 
There is uh, a waiting list for that. We can get you a referral sent across to uh, a properly qualified engineer. I believe the waiting time at the moment is about two and a half years. That's that's ridiculous. And even even then, like that's not what like I'm I'm trying to contact you about a totally unrelated issue. Well, that's just an initial diagnosis. Obviously, you would then need to go and see a second engineer who'll be able to refer you and and see if you're yeah, you, but you no, qualify. I'm, I'm, and... I'm trying to deal with the fact that my boiler's broken. Well, I know I quite understand. Like, obviously, we do want to try and fix that for you. Obviously, that's. A very strong thought in your head, and we you you need to be absolutely sure that you know you want your heating and hot water. Uh, yes, back I on. want my heating and hot water hot water back on. Well, no, obviously, uh, obviously that that that's what you're saying right now. But you know, we we wouldn't want to rush into anything. Yes, we would. I want my boiler in hot water. Well, absolutely, I understand that, and we'll get you definitely get you on that waiting list. I will send a letter across now. I mean, think about it. It's, it's better than it used to be. It's much better than it used to be. We used to have to have people sent to a local psychologist um, before they they had their, uh, um, you know, specific boiler issues sorted. Hello? <sighs> uh, hello? If you're not responding, I'll have to cancel. Okay, thank you. Bye. This is the joys of being trans in the medical field. Yay! Yay! It's been a a week. It's been a week. It has, it has. I've been stuck in this holding pattern for at least 20 minutes now. Oh, goodness, goodness. I've, 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 you know, last thing I knew I was in, I was in Hong Kong. Now I'm back here in New York. I'm about to go over to Iceland. I'm losing track of what time zone I'm in. Same, same. I I was in uh, in London yesterday, and then I, I flew, uh, did a brief stop off in Singapore. Now, now uh, New Zealand, and then back to London. I, I flew from France to England, and I landed before I took off. How's that one work? It's it's weird how time works. Like I think there's yeah. some kind of time dilation effect if you leave. The Earth that you hit about thirty-seven thousand oh, feet. Is 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 a problem. It's a problem. I've been doing all these flights. I've been flying around. I've been, you know, st- stretching my engines, getting a good fly. Yeah, yeah. And um, Give you know, you know, the the more I hop between time zones, the more I find that I'm just, you know, slow. I'm not only am I exhausted, I'm slow to react. I'm, yeah. you know. I'm going to do something. It's taken me two or three seconds to do it. Yeah, you know? uh, well, sometimes more than that. Like, yeah. my, reac- my reaction time's really down. Like, my CPM's yeah. just not quite yeah. hitting uh, it. It really sucks having jet lag. So, <gasps> what have you watched? What have I watched? What? We watched a thing together <laughs> um, at, like, midnight when I had, like, a flight that I had to be at for, like, 5am. Oh, was, was that this week? Goodness. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was Wednesday night, so it was the night after we recorded last yeah. episode. Um, we went and saw that Avengers Endgame. We did. Um, I thought that was easily the best, and we're gonna stay spoiler-free as much as we can here, I think that was by far the best way they could have concluded that many concurrent plot lines. Yeah. I think it was a... It was a funny film. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel as long as I expected it to at three hours. Like, it didn't feel like a three-hour film. I didn't film. even need to go for a toilet break. Yeah. Which is very unlike me. It, it was a very well-paced three hours. 
I like that all of the main characters we were following had time to really have their plots explored properly. Yeah. And obviously there's quite a lot to unpack because it's the end of the thing. Yeah. Um, we know that actors are are going. Yeah, so... actors who don't have their contracts renewed. Exactly. Because I don't want to. And I, I guess that's fine. You get yeah. actors that have done a role for a long time. So it, it was nice to be able to sort of take some time. because Whereas I think someone calculated that in Age of Ultron, each main character had... In enough time within the film for eight minutes of character development, yeah. not including all the action yeah. scenes that took up some of that time. This, this is one of the good things about um, Infinity War snapping away, like, on paper, half the cast, but it feels like a yeah. lot more than half the cast. Um, yeah. And basically going, let's just focus on the original, like, first six first or seven. Gen. Yeah, the first gen. The gen one Pokemon. The, the first gen <laughs> plus, like, one extra character they needed because he was plot relevant to Captain America I choose you <laughs> um, I like that this film took its time like I think it justified mm-hmm. its three hour runtime because yeah. it had time to like it It took time to mourn it yep. took time to be funny it took time to do character development and plot development and close off these characters and it, it just felt like every all of the multiple things it was trying to do, it had time to do properly. Yep, in- including being slightly problematic. Uh, yeah. problematic. Should, should we briefly get onto that? Um, I don't think it's a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler. Um, and I, I think the way I've seen it said without spoilers, skip ahead maybe 30 seconds. Um, PTSD is explored in a way... Uh, PTSD and weight gain is is explained in a way that is played for laughs. Yeah, not going to say more than that. Yeah, no. Um, I think there is one particular shot that I'm not going to detail where the entire crux of the joke is, ha ha ha, character has gained weight and you didn't expect that. Hmm. Um, that's kind of shitty, and like I'm I'm not going to give it a free pass for that. But yeah. I think largely. I don't think they could have given the characters that got send-offs in this film... I don't think they could have done a better, more satisfying send-off for them. No. I think they did a very good job of going, this is the end of an era 22 films in the making. I think that was the best finale we could have hoped for Yeah. for 22 films. Because at that point, it's so fucking hyped. It's it's 22 films that have all been saying, hey, that in-game film, we're heading to it, we're heading to it, that, that film's going to happen. Yeah. And I think they they justified it. Like it felt, it felt like a finale worthy of twenty two films of build up. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed it. I mean, as much as any film could be worth twenty two other films yeah, of build up. Yeah, that, that's fair. I, I have, I have my complaints. I don't yeah. fucking understand how the time uh, the the. How does time travel? Work how does time that? travel work in this? <laughs> um, uh, how how does time work? Um. But I really enjoyed all the character stuff. I, I, I'm very ready for the next era of Marvel films mm. that comes in after this. Yes, and I'm amazed that they stuck the landing well enough to go. Yeah, they haven't shot themselves in the foot. They can keep going. Yeah. So now we need Army's Marvel film and our Squirrel Girl film. Yeah. I, I, I. And I, more Black Panther, please. I, I want the uh, the Young Avengers with Spider Man at the helm. I want that. Um. Somebody um pointed out the um. Oh, uh, what was it like the all the bugs? So we need like Spider Man to lead them. Um, <laughs> what's the name from Guardians of the Galaxy? 
um, yellow jacket. Oh yeah, so, or just all of the bugger people. <laughs> that's 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 a real cute that idea. That would be a good combination. I would I would go for the bug team, the uh, the bug Avengers. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that um, Guardian Three, I guess. Like, are we going to be exploring like I? Like, what are we going to be exploring with that? I have... I don't said, wanna... swerving away yeah, from spoilers. I, I don't want to talk spoilers, but I have my guesses of where that's going. Um, I like that Miss Marvel wasn't overused. Yes. Um, She very much could have been a problem solver, but I think they justified very well why she appeared briefly and then was like, I'm going to go do something else. It's I know the spider, uh, Superman problem, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's what do you do with the the overly powerful hero? Yeah. And you just make the very good justification they did of like Yeah. Because reasons. Yeah, because reasons. And actually it didn't even feel like because reasons. It felt like I mean no, there was, was very, a, I'm avoiding yeah. spoilers. Yeah. But there I was know. a reason. There was a very good reason. Um, um and as much as I wanted more Miss Marvel. <laughs> definitely. Also, a lot of good lesbian energy for oh, my haircut. Oh, so much good lesbian energy. Who's <laughs> like, um, yes, I so, like the haircut. More yeah, of that. It, if you've been watching the Marvel films, this, I think this is the best Avengers yeah. film. It's it's the most satisfying one because they actually had fucking time to do their ensemble cast film. I'm also excited for Spider-Man um, Homecoming. Is it Homecoming? Wasn't that the first oh, one? Oh, that was the first one. Um, holiday. Europe, Europe holiday. <laughs> Go, going to Europe. National Spider-Man's <laughs> European vacation. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else have we watched this week? Uh, we watched that She-Ra, talking oh, of big gay energy. We, we watched all the season two of She-Ra. Um, <laughs> so sure. uh, because it's the Voltron team, which, like, one thing they're known for is they will they will get seasons out quick, so, like, every, suddenly you're like, oh, new season, yay! And then you're like, oh, yeah, that season's also pretty short. It's, like, seven episodes, I think? Yeah, but, like... I would rather have this than the Steven Universe thing, where it's like, here's four episodes, wait a year. Yeah. I I would rather, like, seven episodes that feel like they are a complete arc. Yeah. And then, like, six weeks from now we'll have another. Maybe. Um, yeah, like, I'm I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I think they, they... I think they... Also, I think they generated enough goodwill with... The first series being yeah. like a full-length series to go. Yeah. We're gonna just check it out six or seven episodes it, at a time for a while. That's the thing that I don't mind those short season runs as long as they're fairly regular, which Voltron suggests they will yeah. be. But they did some really nice character development stuff. Yeah. Um, I really like sort of the progression we got for our heroes for the mm. for the sort of darker side. Um. I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff around um, hair girl. Entraptor. Hair girl. Hair girl. You knew who I meant. (laughs) Purple hair girl. Awesome, awesome, awesome science Um, girl. Entraptor's arc this season was super interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, As was Catra's. Yes. I think, like, Entraptor and Catra's stuff was... Oh, I know, yeah. Um, It was such... It was a really good season, though. Yeah. It was nice to see more from Bo. Um, Frostra. Uh, oh, yeah. She's... Mm, young. <laughs> yes. Clear, clearly, uh, there, there, there's some friction there, I feel. Um, um, also, I'm glad that we got to meet uh, more of Bo's family. <gasps> mm. 
<laughs> All the episode of Bo's, uh, Bo's family. <sighs> I love Bo's family. I want them to be happy forever. It's so precious. Oh, it's so precious. <laughs> There's so much love in it's that so family. Precious. <laughs> Much love in that family. I know, I know. Right? Yeah, and there, there's like big overarching stuff going on, like all the first ones tech and um, like Hordak backstory, and we got some more Shadow Weaver backstory. Yeah. It it felt like while there were definitely episodes like the D and D one that were just sort of having a bit of fun. I feel like the season as a whole progressed the plot in meaningful ways. Yeah, and even the D&D episode, there there was still important things going on. It was just phrased in such a way that made it feel like oh, it was going to be a D&D it, episode. They, they, they did the really good thing of, ha ha ha, funny episode, funny episode, funny episode. Oops, we're going to explore character feelings at the end. Mm-hmm. It it was definitely a uh, exaggerated smokescreen to do some character work. Yeah. It should. Felt important. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What else have you watched? Uh, I've been watching a bunch of Chris Ramsey videos. Oh, yeah? Uh, I think you've mentioned Chris Ramsey before. He does... Um, he's a close-up magician, but he also does, like, um, puzzle solving. Oh, yeah, that puzzle that puzzle dude I'm subscribed yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just sat down and watched, like, a bunch of his videos... Uh, I think like the day you went. Oh. So I'm just gonna sit here and I don't you know, just need some mindless YouTube. <laughs> oh. Um, and I I like like watching people solve puzzles and things. And he does like the the stupidly expensive puzzles that I know I'll never be able to buy myself. So it doesn't matter that I'm watching a solution to it. Like puzzles that cost like one thousand five hundred pounds are made in like one thousand five hundred dollars are made in like super limited quantities yeah, by. Like- like hand machined by like uh, like Japanese puzzle box makers. Yeah. Um, like trick locks, trick puzzles, um, all sorts of things like they're, that. They're a real. They they got a real fascinating channel. I, I fascinating enjoy channel. a lot of their puzzle stuff. Yeah, I'm less interested in the magic stuff, but it's just like I love watching oh, yeah. them sort of fathom through. Uh, like all the different puzzle things. What, watching their process of how they try and get to the solution on these things is. Uh, Fascinating, like, yeah, like, and and obviously, as someone who has also done puzzle boxes and puzzle cubes and things like that, like, I lo- I I love like I I know some of the techniques. Like, hey, well, let's try spinning this thing. Let's try doing this with this thing. Yeah. Um, like, we know these techniques of how these things work. And then there was um, have you seen the bad radio puzzle solve? Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because he's going through things like, hey, and let's try this, let's try this thing, and let's try this, and this is. This is a this is a thing that happens, and I I can hear this when I shake it slightly. So clearly, there's some of this, that, and the other going on, and eventually he just gives up on it and goes, "Well, you know, sometimes like you've got to look at like the what's written on these things. Sometimes you've got to like uh, look at the the name of the thing and yeah. try and work out what it is. And the thing's called bad radio. It's like so. What do you do with the bad radio? So he tries like hitting it on the sides, and, like, <laughs> the thing, and then just tries hitting it on the top, and the whole thing just bursts open. <laughs> He's like, aha! <laughs> and just like, even then, like, explaining the mechanism of how it works and, and like, why you was hearing things. It's like, that's a cool piece of yeah. subdiffuse something is made. <laughs> it's it's a fascinating channel I would recommend yeah. for people who want to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, if you like watching people, like, solve things and work Tinkering through with things. Tinkering, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Chris Ramsey on YouTube, That that's lots of fun stuff. Yeah. What about you? 
Uh, I'll watch that Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer. <laughs> um, why does Sonic have, like, human baby teeth? He's just got tiny human teeth in his mouth. It's unsettling. He has tiny human teeth. His, his quills, uh, like, generally, are, are a bit weird. His spines, rather, are yeah. a bit, like... Well, uh, I, is that a big one? Or, uh, <laughs> like, are they made of lots of little ones? His rings now teleport... Things his his. I guess that his, was just like one of the big teleport rings. His his fur is made of electricity. Apparently, he does electric um, things. He I. Some of the some of the humor and the acting in that trailer seemed amusing. Oh, this, I did nine million steps today. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I'm sure that there will be things to enjoy about this film, but this first trailer has not sold me. It's got I, Jim Carrey, and it was um, never going to sell me. There's a lot of moments in that trailer where I'm like, you can do convincing CGI in a, in a live-action adaptation of a video game. The Detective Pikachu trailers look great. This Sonic one, there are several shots where I'm like, Sonic does not look like he's stood in that environment. He just looks like he's floating, like, pasted over footage. Mm. He just, it's not well-blended in CGI. Yeah, a lack of weight sometimes. Yeah, like... If you're gonna have your lead character be a CGI character, you need to give them some serious, like, weight and presence within the world. Yeah. Like, Detective Pikachu, he got that. Sonic don't got that. No. I believe Sonic... Uh, I, I believe Detective Pikachu is the lead. I don't believe Sonic. Yeah. Um. It's... it's, it's a, there's, there's some weird design choices made with that character. Yeah. Like okay, it's fine if you need to separate the eyes that badly. That's his, fine. His his but, his body proportions look like that of a looks very. Like put him on the rack. He he looks like a very scrawny, lanky human human with a mascot head on. Yeah, like are we gonna find out he's like um, Hello Kitty, and actually that's just a costume. Yeah, that would explain the human teeth in there. Ah, there we go. It's just a kicking. It's just a sonic kicking. I would be less concerned by that. That would be more reassuring. Um, that trailer was something. You watched anything else? Uh, no, that was that was quite enough for me. Thank uh, you. The only other thing I watched, I watched those uh, Pokemon Championships because I was you at did? the Pokemon Championships. Um, the I'm still trying to work out how to put together my thoughts on the uh, the trading card game finals and the video game finals. Right. Um. Uh, the video, uh, the trading card game finals were two incredibly similar decks, and it ultimately came down to what cards were being Ooh. dealt into the prize cards was the big deciding factor in who was winning. Like that was a card draw issue. Here's, here's what I would say: it was a fascinating final to watch if you wanted to understand the top competitive meta deck right now, because two people playing the same deck against each other. You really get a sense of like what what does this deck do when it's like doing its thing correctly? Mm. What are the big counters to it? Like it was a really interesting way to get to know that deck. But the big the big thing that was ultimately deciding the winner was often okay when those six prize cards are dealt out, which obviously you then don't have access to unless you win them. Yeah. Was meaning that when people were doing like do this card to search your deck for blank and then not finding and not blank. finding it and being like ah. I have to work around not being able to do my optimal strategy. That was generally what was affecting the game mm. playing, which is like, I understand why people don't enjoy that. I enjoyed it from an academic perspective, but it didn't make for the most interesting... Um, 
It was difficult to know who to root for when both people were using essentially the same deck. It's not like yeah. you could go, I like that deck type more, I'll root for you. Mm. Um, the video game finals, um, a lot of it was people still trying to work out like the the current meta for... Um, there's a lot of... There's a lot of staples that people have been using this tournament mm. in terms of every every team essentially has an Incineroar because it's got really good moves, it's got really good typing, it can do Intimidate, which lowers the attack of the other team mm. when it comes out. It's got this thing called U-Turn that helps it to attack and then swap out for something else. Mm-hmm. And that's um, Sun and Moon. Yeah, that's uh, Ultra, Ultra Sun and Moon. Um uh, they be every team either has a Grudon or a Kyogre, which were the uh, Ruby and Sapphire legendaries, which can now like they basically have these. They're called Primal Evolutions. It's basically like you can activate one of them once a match to turn your thing into something special. Um, doing that allows you to do weather effects, so it can either boost up the sun or the rain, which affects certain move types. Um, so a lot of people were using those to boost stats to the type of team they wanted to run. Hmm. Most of the teams were running uh, uh, Gengar, which they turned into Mega Gengar, because it could do Perish Song, which kills the... like. Basically, Mega Gengar can swap the opponent's Pokémon from swapping out, and Ooh. it can then use a move called Perish Song, which, if you don't swap out within three turns, your Pokémon die. Um, so it then becomes like a race against time for the other team to be like, can I kill your Mega Gengar or force it to retreat? Before Parasong kills my team, right? Um, so like, there's a lot of there's a lot of strategies we were seeing come up where it's like, okay, I understand why these are happening. Um, mm. The main interesting points was the last like two or so Pokemon in each team and going like, who? What what are people filling those last couple of slots with? Um, Stack Attacker, the the big wall with legs, was an interesting pick some people were using to counter Mega Gengar's Perish Song. There were, there were some interesting counter picks. Um, I still need to, like, I need to write down my thoughts on, on the VG finals properly. I'm doing that the day after we record this. The one that I do know how to talk about is the finals for the Pokken Championships. Because that was really interesting. Mm. Um, basically, Long and Shory, it, it's a story, um... Pokémon Tournament is a, a fighting game with Pokémon, but made by the Tekken people. Um, basically, at the World Championship levels, it's basically dominated by a lot of Japanese players, as are a lot of uh, professional fighting games. Um, no idea why, it just seems to be the case. And a lot of Japanese players in the last couple of years have, if they fail to qualify in the Japanese qualifiers for Pokémon will fly to other regional competitions. Basically, the way it was described to me by the person who won the EU championships was they see it as an easy win or a, a an easy way to, like, oh, I missed out on, on the world championships. I'll go win in someone else's qualifiers mm. to get my world championship spot. Yeah. And there was this player who went by the name of Defender of EU who basically was like, no, no, this is the EU championships. Someone from the EU should win this. This is this is our championships. We're not like you can come over here and you can do well, but like you're not you're not winning a spot at the World Championships here. Well, we're gonna win. Um, oh, we're gonna win. Yeah, and he beca- like watching him play became like a real little underdog story. Um, 
Basically, he lost against the 2016 world champion in, like, the, uh, basically at the, the, the point in the competition that knocked him down to the loser's bracket. Mm. Um, so, like, he, he was in, at risk of, like, getting knocked out of the competition altogether. Mm. Um, and he just, like, pulled his A-game out of nowhere. Um, like, once he was in that loser's bracket, he was like, nope, I'm not going home. And he just started beating every single team, no matter how much better than him they were meant to be. He was mm. knocking his way back up. And he gets to the finals match and gets to rematch the person who knocked him down to the loser's bracket. Mm. Um, first time they fought, the 2016 world champion beat him 2-0. Like, it looked like Defender of EU just like wasn't on that level. Like He just wasn't up to the challenge. Yeah. Uh, he had to win two back-to-back best three out of five sets. Mm. Um, like, the first one to reset the bracket, because obviously he was in the loser's bracket, mm-hmm. and then one to actually win the world, uh, the, the, the EU championships. Wow. Uh, and he managed it. Mm. He got a clean 6-0 victory. Um, nice. Like, he he won his best three out of five, 3-0, and then his next one, 3-0. It was fascinating to watch, in that, like, he's up against the world's Arguably the world's best player of Pokémon, and he just starts playing really aggressively, um, like throwing out moves that don't make sense and that w- w- were kind of unpredictable. Like he was mm. playing in a way that no one would really play this game. Um, yeah. Throwing out moves that have really wide windows to punish, like that if you do them at the wrong moment, you can take a lot of damage in response, ah. and. He was throwing those moves at left, right, and center, and just hitting them every time because he was just—he really had a good read on his opponent and was like, he—he he knew how to wait just long enough that his opponent was like, oh, okay, you're playing like a normal fighter now. Oh no, you did it again. <laughs> just keeping him on his edge. And he—he he won, and I—I I got to chat to him, and his his sentiment was basically like. He, he he couldn't even accept, like, he's got a new job, so he can't actually go to the World Championships that he qualified for. Uh, he had to forfeit his spot. But he, he's like, I don't really care that I can't go to the World Championships. I just wanted someone from the EU to win the European Championships. Just, just to prove a point to the Japanese players that, like, going to other countries' regionals doesn't guarantee you a spot at Worlds. Nice. Because, um, yeah, you look at other regionals, like the Oceania uh, regionals for, like, uh-huh. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, the top two there was two Japanese players. Uh-huh. Um, I believe the North American finals for 2018 was, was the same situation. So, yeah, just, like, this everyone... All of the European people who were at the World Championships really got behind Defender of EU to be like, no, yeah, this is, this is our championships. You you go win the Japanese one and then go to Worlds. This one's for us. So I got really into watching that one. Got very invested in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's everything else I've watched. Uh, the day after we record this, I'm watching something, but I can't talk about it yet. We'll talk about that next week. That that thing on the table. I'm looking at your invite right now. Yeah, I know. Next week, I can I can talk about that. I'm very excited. Mysterious thing you'll know soon. I'll see it in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm gonna come see it with you when we. I'm gonna see it again. I'm very excited. I I wonder why I'm very excited. There's a topic I'm very excited about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so time for this. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's uh, 
good, good. We just got back from, uh, you know, preparing for that upcoming conference where we're going to, you know, find all sorts of new ways to fleece people from their money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness, it's going to be a fun week that week. Always. I, I mean, that is the most fun week we have. We just click making outrageous claims and hope no one calls us on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, no, time for another meeting, you know. Wrap, yeah. wrap up on, on what, yeah. what new strategies we've got for, uh, you know, getting those flea bags to squeeze out every penny they got. Uh, sure. You, you got any new ideas? Uh, well, you know, like, uh, you remember how, like, video game movies were a, a thing? And, yeah. Like, they yeah. were always absolute garbage. Yeah. How about more of that. So, like, here's the thing I'm wondering. Because, like, our, you know, our competitor, they, in, in yeah. a couple of weeks, they got that, that quite good-looking video game movie coming out. Yeah. And I'm just like, are they seeing something we don't? Or, you know, is, is, there a, is there a reason we're making bad ones? I mean, cheapness. Like, we just... Basically, what, what I've been doing so far is just letting our licenses go to whoever. And then they just have to pay us money. Like... We make money, they make money. Uh, apparently they were getting grants from, like, the German film board or something. And, like, they, as long as they kept churning shit out. Like, the, have you seen the, the show, the, the Producers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they could churn out garbage and make more money from a, a flop than, than from a success. Huh. Uh, and basically, because they were getting all these grants, they were, you know, getting uh, the grants, they were making movies... You know they were increasing their IMDb, but not really, uh, not really any serious profit. Um, yeah. We found that that's a nice stable way of getting a lot of money uh, over a period of time. Yeah, and I've been I've been thinking about this. Like, yeah. there's a couple of ways that we can go about this. So, yeah. like, if we just hand you know the project off to any old team and they make it, you know, they make bad film, we yeah. have still made our profit because yeah. you know they've had to pay to license it from us. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know. We use that as our excuse. We say your film was bad. We're giving it to someone else. Yeah. And then we can just market that one, which it's going to be shit too. But yeah. we'll say like, no, no, no. There's a different company making it. And that company can make films. Yeah. Go see another film in that franchise. Absolutely. You and know. we'll just keep rebooting the damn thing over oh, and God, over. Oh, God, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, that'll keep going because, yeah. you know, the hope that it'll be good this time. Because, you know, ultimately, they're going to keep... We're selling hope, right? Well, this is it. Like, they... They so desperately want to see a good film of that franchise they love that yeah. if we make a good film of that franchise, they'll be satisfied. They won't They won't come back to the next reboot. They already sold one they liked. Exactly. You know, we have to make sure that they're, they're, they're constantly hoping. You know, we're just going to tease it, tease it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, eventually, maybe, maybe we could let one slip by that's a bit better than the others, but not too good, because obviously we want people to think that that can always be topped. Ah, oh, yeah, With the yeah. next movie, and they're gonna go for that. You are a fucking genius. I know. Laura, I've got a new sponsor! Tell us about our new sponsor! This week's sponsor is, ooh, it's a celebrity in <gasps> Oh, one of celebrities? Yes, have you ever heard of Goop? Oh, I have heard of Goop. This is that one that Gwyneth Paltrow is always going on about yeah. with, with all of her health advice that she that is very good health advice. Yeah, absolutely. All like number one health advice. Definitely good health advice. Um, mm -hmm. So let let me ask: is is she is she expecting me to shove a jade egg up my vagina? No, 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 no. No, no this isn't about jade eggs up the vagina. No. A real thing that she has asked people to do. For absolutely, their health. No, no, that that's out. It's all about the obsidian wand now. Oh, tell me about the obsidian wand. Uh, the obsidian wand is approximately four centimeters in in uh, in, in diameter, 
and uh, about a foot and a half long. Uh, and will cost you somewhere in the region of about £6,000. Um, but if you just insert that into your... Like, just lower that into yourself. Uh, you know, if you're a sword swallow, you might be able to get it down that way. Uh, if if you're you're an anus haver, you can shove it up there. If you're a vagina haver, you can pop it up there. It'll tone everything. It's just good for orifices. If you can dilate your ear wide enough, you can get that it's, in there. And this is just like a singular, like solid rod that doesn't bend or anything. Oh no, it's volcanic glass. It's it's absolutely not going to. And, and how how long did you say it is? It's about two foot long. Okay. You don't have to put the whole lot in. But oh, it's important, okay. like it channels the energy. Okay, okay. From I thought I universe. had to get the whole thing in, so I just have to channel the obsidian Ch- energy inside. Exactly. Of me. So you basically need to make sure that the the point that isn't in you, there is a very specific end. Yeah, um, yeah. and that and that end is sort of pointed particularly towards a, a particular star, what? and then you just sort of sit there pointing it at, now, at the now star. Now, obsidian's a very interesting choice. What what's the end result we're hoping for? Um, at the end of the, at the end of the day, I think we're hoping for more calmness. Forgiveness, perhaps. Ah, yes. Uh, and and generally uh, a sense of well-being and a happiness. And and also maybe you know a few demonic souls might enter and possess you. But but that's 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 the point. fine. That's fine. That's Forget fine. about the demons that are using obsidian as a portal to your body. Absolutely, absolutely. And then there is this new face cream. <gasps> oh yes. Yep. This is a new face cream. It's made from malachite and jasper and other crystal gems. No. <laughs> no, 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 that's a whole different thing. Uh, it's made from malachite and jasper and mineral oil and uh, uh, duck fat. Oh, oh yes. It's, it's it's all in there and apparently it's very good. It's it's an exfoliant and it's also very good. It, it rejuvenates the skin. It makes you sparkle. Is, is it both an exfoliant and an infoliant? Yes. 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 It's, it's, it's multiple it's foliants. Both foliants in one. It's good for getting rid of free radicals. Yeah. And introducing more restrained radicals <laughs> into your life. So that, you know, it's not too radical. It's, it's more of a conservative ra- ra- radicalization <laughs> rather than just facial anarchy. <laughs> What, what can I get through this sponsorship? Through this sponsorship, you can get $5 US off of your first purchase of anything over $3,000. Well, let's be honest, it's a coupon. I wasn't going to get anything under $3,000. No, <laughs> it's a coupon. <laughs> uh, What's so the code? Uh, you just head over to goop.net.lol for some reason. And you click on the microphone there and enter the code QNPS65 and, and you will get that, that $5 off, uh, shipping of your, your first purchase of anything over $3,000. Yay! So, oh, what have you listened to? Listen to, um, I've not listened to a huge amount because I've been busy, busy at that Pokemon thing. Um, mm-hmm. I did listen to the April Fool's Day episode of Ono, Ross, and Carrie, mm-hmm. uh, which I've mentioned this podcast before. It's uh, two people who go and basically debunk uh, pseudoscientific claims and organizations. Usually, mm-hmm. um, they've done things like they they infiltrated Scientology for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, holotropic breathing, holotropic breath work, yeah. I'm trying to find... Ayahuasca retreat. Oh, yeah, the Ayahuasca one. Um, 
give me a second. I'm trying to find the 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 title of this April Fool's Day episode they did this year. Um uh yeah, so that April Fool's Day episode they did they had an episode going up on April Fool's Day this year. And um it's it's still up on their feed, but they they had initially it had no disclaimer, and if you go back and listen to it now, there's a disclaimer at the start to be like, we published this on April Fool's Day just for your awareness. Um where they did an interview with a fake uh, guru of something called Judeo Fitness, um, which was a combination of um, Jewish religious beliefs and very dangerous health, uh, fitness practices. Because one of them is Jewish, aren't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the idea is that they basically protect. Like normally, they go into they do investigations into actual like weird cults and things. Mm, this week, they um, started their own. Yeah, no, they they basically like always say like, "Hey, look, we're open to like if someone can show us evidence that that works, we're open to it." Mm-hmm. Um, recently, the mental bank episodes they've been doing, they've been like, "Look, it's basically cognitive behavioral therapy under a weird wrapper. We'll keep trying it, sure." Um, so they basically pretended that they joined this, that they'd finally been won over and they were doing an interview with this, uh, Judeo fitness <laughs> coach that was spouting up. It, it was very clearly nonsense, like, um, it's a lot of the things that they usually debunk were coming up and they were pretending like they hadn't noticed they were going on. Um, part of this, um, religious fitness program was, um, selling supplements and it was in, you know, this sort of triangle sort of, um, <laughs> structure of how the, the sales work. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> and it was quite an amusing one, but I will give you the caveat that, like, in trying to parody some of these dangerous cults and, and beliefs, they pretended like they were going along with and suggesting that some kind of dangerous eating practices were healthy. Um, and, like, it, it's very clear within the context of the thing that they are going, like... They are lamb- they are making an active joke about some of these religi- these these sort of cult-like groups where it's like, ah, yeah, do this, this'll be healthy, it's healthy to lose weight at this rate, but if you have had eating issues and you might not want to hear humour that in some places centres around eating issues, I can understand this being a skip. All the content warnings. Yeah, so just food-based um, eating issues stuff, if that, if that being a, a point of humour in this context is an issue... Don't listen to this episode. They do sort of decompress some of that in the following episode. But um, I really enjoyed it. I found it quite a good counterpoint to their normal investigation stuff. Um, What about you? What have you listened to? Well, that's a new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard album. I'm King so Gizzard. glad I got that out in one go. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard called Fishing for Fishies. Hee. Um, yeah, it's, it's some good psychedelic funk, folk music. Psychedelic rock. Psychedelic folk rock. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds a lot like T-Rex, and I was a big fan of T-Rex as a kid. You know, in that kind of, like, your parents listen to some music, and most of it's not really your style, but yeah. well, there'll be, like, maybe one band. To me, that I think that was always T-Rex, so... Mm. Yeah, I quite like that sort of glam rock-esque sound. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that... I think this is something like their... 14th album oh, gosh. since 2012. Mm. I think, uh, was it last year they released five albums in the year? 
Wow. They they are a busy, busy bunch, and, and I like the music they make. I don't know what any of their lyrics are, so hopefully nothing <laughs> too problematic in there. Yeah. Um, but I gave it a listen to. I, I liked it very much. Um, uh, Boogie Sam, I think, is the second track on there I particularly liked, but it's very, very, very T-Rex. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was good. I hope to hear more King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um, yeah. I hear they might have another album coming out this year. So and and there there are theories buzzing around that um because their album Nonagon Infinity loops forever, so if you listen to it like on repeat, it will you you it's very difficult to tell exactly where the beginning and end is. <laughs> um, oh. So there there are theories going around that because this one doesn't loop to the beginning of itself. They think it might loop in straight into the next album. Oh, so it's a two-album loop, perhaps. <laughs> two? Three? Who knows? It's King Gizzard and Lizard. They do, like, a... The output is incredible. Uh... And the sound is really nice. I, like, I didn't think people made that kind of music anymore. Aww. But it's nice. What What have you got? Not a lot else. I listen to a lot of Pokemon soundtrack and Breath of the Wild soundtrack, because... Cool. Video gamey week. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I listen to uh, some mammoth weed wizard bastard. Oh yes. Uh, so should we mention a thing that we yes, watched? Let's explain why. <laughs> yeah, uh, we probably should have mentioned this and watched. We watched an ep- we. I enjoy a YouTube ca- channel called Drawfee, where they will come up with silly concepts and then draw the thing while they have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And we watched a Drawfee video together. Yes, because I upload the Quips video. Yes, and when yes. I, while uploading it, I encountered sort of in your suggested recommended um, <laughs> things was, hey, uh, was it Silent Hill Metal Bands? Yeah, Metal Bands as Silent Hill Monsters. That was it. So we, we watched this video of people finding band names from various genres of metal and trying to turn them into Silent Hill Monsters. Yes. And the first one was Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard. Yep. The, the mammoth me yeah they tried to draw the mammoth weed wizard bastard yeah. uh which we heard described as like psychedelic metal say Psy- it's psychedelic sludge metal um <sighs> experimental it's, it's like psychedelic metal it's it's slightly psychedelic stoner metal yeah that'll do um yeah how Did you know they're from the uk no, but now that I know that, I want to go see them play. Um, I think they might be Welsh, because I tried to put their the album title that I listened to today through Google Translate, and they were like, we're detecting Welsh. <laughs> um, and I noticed that like all of their track titles seem to be yeah. confusing to read. And at first I was like, is that Icelandic so we, or we, something like that? We watched a bit of them doing like a live show at a festival or something. Yes. Did you go and listen to recorded I went and listened to a whole album today, yes. Oh, I went and listened how? to, um, please excuse my Welsh pronunciation, uh, In Oil I Anwin. Which Do I believe to... means return to Anwin. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you want to give a spelling of that? <laughs> Y-N space O-L space I space A-double-N-W-N. Yeah. How how was their album? It was... Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Did did it feel... I don't know what the lyrics are. Did it feel slightly more focused than their live festival performance? Um, It's still sort of stoner metal. <laughs> it's very sort of stoner metal. Um, it, it's not in a rush. Way. It's not in a rush to go anywhere. It's not in a rush to go anywhere. It's not super angry. Yeah. 
Um, it's it's like nice to hear those yeah. sounds in a not angry way. Because yeah, I, I like electric since, guitars. Since we saw that festival video, I've been like, I wasn't feeling that festival video in that moment, but I keep going. I want to listen to more of them, though. Uh, yeah, I think that that is their latest album, like this year's album. So, yeah. And it's up in its entirety on YouTube. But, you know, if you like, support the artist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, so that's a thing if you want to listen to some sort of slow, chill metal with I, lyrics I don't know yet. Uh, I they... was in a situation where I couldn't actually sit and listen. I had a look there I'm on Spotify. On Spotify, there you go, you're sorted. Yeah. Oh, is that uh, that album? That's it. Yeah. Heck, I'm gonna I'm gonna download some of that album so I can listen to it at some point soon. There you go. It's on the Spotted Fire. Yeah, Spotted Fire upon <laughs> you, I say. Uh, uh, did you listen to anything else? Uh, no, I think that's everything I listened to. What about you? Ooh, ooh, no, I did listen to one other thing. Ooh, what was your other thing? Um, Dames and Dragons. I've caught up with Dames and Dragons. I've listened to. Uh, like four months worth of of Court of Swords. I'm pretty much up to date now. Woo! It's still very good. It's still um, femme and non-binary people, as was very specifically updated this episode, or one of the most recent yeah. episodes. Um, they originally flagged themselves as an entirely femme cast. They don't do that anymore. Um, so it was nice. nice to get that update. And apparently they've gone back and put a disclaimer on, on episode one as well. Explain that. So it's nice that that, that people will update pronouns and stuff. Uh, well done, them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's good good um D and D and 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 there's still a boob window. There's still a character <laughs> with a boob window, which is vitally important. Uh, what about you? Uh that's it for me. That's it for you. <gasps> well then, time for this. <gasps> Have you considered what they should be doing about the human issue? Um, yes, yes, yes. Well, see, I've I've been studying my reports, and these humans are getting better and better at space travel, and I think it's it's, it's a problem we need to we need to stamp down on now. Yes, yes. I mean, we largely thought they'd sort of given up on the whole thing. It's just been pros for like. Decades now. Well, indeed, now they're, you know, getting all their, 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 well, see, the, the whole problem is that their capitalism, which is the whole thing we want to keep on Earth, and, yeah. you know, they're using that to come back to space. To be, well, it absolutely shouldn't be allowed. I'm, you know, completely disgusted by the whole thing. Indeed, indeed. As, as, as the humans themselves have noted, space is the only place free from capitalism. Mine! Space! Space. Oh, yes. We're free from capitalism, and we don't. We like it that way. Yes, indeed. So, well, what are we going to do to stop them? Do you think? Well, well, well. Um, I'm, I'm quietly hoping this old global warming thing will solve the whole problem for us. Yes, and there's also rising nuclear tensions. So that we, I mean, we've been thinking that that's what was going to sort them out for a while. Well, indeed. I just hope that it doesn't hurt the bunnies or the cats. Oh, I know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that one of the two of them will be the next sapient species on the planet. Well, I mean, we've already had contact from the cats, so it's possible they'll be in charge next. Oh, indeed, indeed. I'm, I'm just hoping that whatever it is that knocks them out, it's, it's, it's something that only affects the humans. Something like um. I don't know. They all fight each other over the money or something. I mean, that seems like the most likely thing of the moment. Indeed. Um, and and for, for now, you know, worst case scenario, I think we just we just quarantine the whole universe. You know, we put put a big bubble around 
outlandish. It's going to take them long enough to get past past Pluto that uh, yeah, right. they probably won't realise. Some kind of invisible force barrier just around the outside of the solar system. And you know, ma- ma- keep them in there. Make it loop around itself so they get to the outside of the universe and just pop in the other side. Ah, yes. And well, perhaps they can assume that wherever you are in the universe is infinitely expanding from itself. So you're always at some sort of galactic central point. Ah, oh, no. What kind of species would be silly enough to believe that? <laughs> uh, hello. Hello, welcome. Uh, how can I help you today? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a very special um, cake for a, for a party I'm throwing. I'm, I'm looking for something that's really stunning that's, you know... The, the very fact that it's a cake is going to really blow people blow people away. Um, right, have you got anything you can do to help? That's definitely our speciality here. Um, please take a seat. Uh, oh, okay, this is oh, this is a very comfortable soft seat. It is indeed. Um, would you like a fork for that? Uh, what? You said you wanted a cake that it would surprise people to is find out was a cake. Share a cake. Yes, you're you're sitting on a very special. May, cake. may I may I try please, the... Yeah, please try some of the cake. This is delicious, and it supported my weight. Oh yes, it will continue to do so. Oh my and goodness! Right up until the point you've eaten most of it. Oh goodness! Um, what what other what, what other cakes do you have? Well, I mean, you could finish off that fork. I just used this to eat cake, and I didn't bite through it. But now I'm trying to bite through it. It's soft as butter. Absolutely, it's 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 the very special chocolate coating they put on there. <gasps> That's I. My intent changed my ability to eat this fork. Indeed. Napkin? Yes. Okay, okay. It's very successfully wiping my mouth. Yes, but try a napkin. This is a paper napkin, though. It's it's folding and creasing. Is it, though? (laughs) Vanilla cream. Mm. How 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 do you make it so soft and creamy yet crumple? It's a trade secret. <gasps> I'm oh. a very very good baker. Yeah, no, you 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 are. So you're interested in in getting one of these cakes, perhaps? Uh, 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 yes, yes, and all all of these have um, absolutely blown my mind. Any one of them would be an amazing centerpiece. Okay, so which would you like to go for, do you think? I mean, look around, anything anything you fancy as, as possibly something particular for your, your gathering or celebration? What kind of celebration is that? It's a party for a lot of the people I, I met at university, so maybe maybe a, 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 a snooker table or something? Um, so yes, we have uh, a snooker table over here, here in the back room. I mean, try each of the balls. They're each a different flavour. Oh goodness, and they they roll into the pockets so well. Yes, and they make that perfect clack noise. And, and not not so much as a dent when I hit them with the the, the cake pull cue. Indeed, try the pull cue. Oh my goodness, it's 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 delicious. Finding that we have a, a a complete scale replica of the University of East Anglia, which is uh, also available. You can see you... right into each of the rooms. I, I'm I'm in there. Yes, yes you are. That's... And so are all your friends. I. This is getting a little unsettling. So is that the sort of cake you'd be interested in? That, that, yes, yes, sure. Okay, so well, if you could just come over to the counter, that'll be, um, we can have one ready for you by next week, that'll be okay? Okay. Okay, um, and that'll be about £500, including delivery. Um, I, I, I 
can't say no to that at that price. Okay, I, you could just put your uh, your pin in in and your uh, card in. Okay. Okay, and you, I'll I'll just look away while you put your pin in. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I can see that's authorised. There we go. And there's your card and and your receipt. Thank you. There we go. And um, would you like some of the card reader machine? <laughs> okay. It's very good, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's, very it's good. It's, it's, a, it's a carrot cake, in fact. Um, but also quite capable of connecting to your bank to to take the funds. Uh, um. You may or may not want to eat the receipt. I quite understand either way. <sighs> Gosh, all this selling's really done me. I think I just have some of the counter. Hmm. It's toffee. <laughs> like them? <laughs> sure. Oh. Mm. The door's brownie. <laughs> not very security conscious. Nobody else knows that. No. And and all of the glass is is entirely edible. This this whole shop, in fact, entirely edible. My whole livelihood, entirely edible. This arm. <laughs> Try some of my arm. No, I'm scared. Devil's food cake. <laughs> I wove this prosthetic out of the finest devil's food cake, like you wouldn't believe. I am the greatest baker to ever live. Hey, it's time for a new segment this week. Oh god! Oh heck! I ain't got a. I ain't got one of them fancy jingles like what you do for the bit we do at this point in the show. Story time! It's not a story. It's not a story. It's a different segment. There you go, Batman. <laughs> are you ready for for uh, the new segment? Sawbones or vegan Facebook group? Uh, so a little bit of background on this. I'm I'm a member of a couple of Facebook groups on the on the on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is for a podcast called Sawbones. I've talked about it before. It's a medical history and medical advice podcast where basically, uh, no, it's specifically not advice. It's medical history. I should correct myself there. Uh, a lot of debunking. Clint would be very upset. Yes, a lot of a lot of debunking nonsense uh, medical history stuff and going into the history of um, of medicine. And a lot of what they do is debunking stuff that's like, ah, that's 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 bullshit nonsense. Let's talk about why. Um, so that's one I'm in, and I'm also in uh, a couple of vegan Facebook groups. Um, for you new know, vegans. Yeah, for for new vegans that are you know getting there and looking for advice and support and things, and. Uh, in the politest way possible, without mentioning which group specifically I'm in, but I think this is probably a running theme we'll see in a lot of groups like this. Some things that are pseudoscientific will get shared in them very sincerely. Um, it's not all about not consuming animal byproducts or hurting animals. Sometimes it's uh, which which fruit or vegetable looks like a part of the body and therefore will fix that part of the body because they look the same. Uh, you can't see the look, but I'm giving it the. Oh the look yeah, of... no, we'll <laughs> get we'll we'll get there. Um, I didn't realize that was a thing. <laughs> we'll get there. You're gonna have to guess whether that was in Soulbones or vegan vegan in a vegan beginners group because uh, oh oh it's fun. So let's start with our first post from Soulbones or vegan beginner. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Okay, so which Facebook group do you think this is from? This is a manual for using Young Living Essential Oils. 
How to treat abuse and suicidal thoughts with essential oils. Uh, would you like some some examples of what essential oils you can use to treat various things? CBD, maybe. Uh, uh, spousal abuse. Apply SAR. Apply SARA. Forgiveness, trauma, life, release, valor, joy, and vision, hope. The fuck did you? <laughs> feelings of no, revenge. Exactly, unless you're gonna jam it in their eyes, followed by a stick. Feelings of revenge. Apply one to two drops of surrender on the sternum over the heart. Two to three drops of present time on the rhythmus, and two to three drops of forgiveness over the navel. Holy crap on a stick. <laughs> I won't read any more. Wow. But yeah, no. Somehow you're supposed to uh, get essential oils for specific uh, feelings and then drop them in points on the body to heal other and, feelings. And those points on the body aren't, you just rub it in the person's eyes who has wronged you. No, so. Just shove it down their urethra. Sawbones of beginner vegan. Uh, vegan newbies. No, that's in Sawbones. That is a, that is a, that is a debunking. Okay, thing. tell me about the thing. Thankfully, um, so yeah, no, this is a legitimate thing that they uh, they they sell manuals for uh, for this. Young Living is a company that makes essential oils. Right. Okay. Yeah. Their essential oils are for things like here is a forgiveness oil. This is a thing people buy. Like, I bet they really charge over the odds for it as well. Oh, I'm sure. How they much would. is some forgiveness oil? Um. Right. So next up. Uh, let me find which one do I want to go to next? Um, forgiveness oil. <laughs> uh, you look at the price of forgiveness oil. Forgiveness essential oil. Forgiveness essential oil. The fact that it was oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> Tell me about a forgiveness oil. Uh, frankincense uh, is high in sequester penes. Thank you, uh, and will help uplift spirits and promotes relaxation. Sandalwood helps overcome stress and is calming, emotionally balancing. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. these are the oils that will help you. The frequency forgiven for forgiveness oil is 192 <laughs> megahertz, which is considered extremely high for an essential oil blend. <laughs> to give it a, com- a comparison, the human brain is 72 to 90 megahertz, and the body is 62 to 68 megahertz. Essential oils range from 52 to 320 megahertz, with the spiritual oils being over 90 megahertz. Rose has the highest at 320 megahertz. Anything over the frequency of the human brain is considered extremely high. What the ballsing oh. fuck? Okay. How much is this ridiculous juice? I'm sure it's too much. It's toxic to cats. Yay! Oh, oh goodness. Uh, young Living, right? Was it the Young Living one? Yeah, Young Living. Young Living. Are you trying to find a price on these essential I am oils? trying to find a price on them. I have a feeling this is going to be like a, a price on request thing. Yeah, the, the fact that you can't find a price, probably... T- oh, try adding some to cart. I'm going to. I to go. Oh, fucking hell! 67.34 will get you a 5 mil bottle of forgiveness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Mate, oh, goodness. That, that will get me a lot of something else that will make me think about forgiving things. Okay, okay, ready for the next one. Don't still flabbergasted by the last one, but go ahead. Okay, next we have anti-aging colour chart. Beats, beats, detoxifies to prevent our complexion from dulling. Alright, it's not just a colour chart that's supposed to make you younger. (laughs) Blueberries, antioxidants neutralise damaging free radicals. Avocado oil strengthens skin while hydrating it. We'll buy you a new house. <laughs> Vitamin C produces collagen to fight wrinkles. Ooh. Sweet potato beta carotene turns into vitamin A for smooth skin. 
and lycopene uh, in tomatoes protects sun uh, skin from sun damage. Um, Does this vegan beginners or sawbones? Uh, I, I feel like I've got to like you know back and forth vegan, a little bit. Vegan newbies. That was indeed vegan yes. newbies. Well done, you got one right. Uh, the, the, I don't know what the colours were important there. Uh, so I'm going to do the one that I teased you on earlier. Ooh. Foods that resemble body parts that they're good for. Ooh. There's a chart with images, and I can't show you it because you'll see the what group it's from. Um, carrots are good for eyes. Walnuts. How are do they look like an eye? Uh, do you want me to show you? Carrots look like eyes because if you slice oh, one, right. it's okay, sort of yeah, a circle. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're, I see where you're going with that, but no. But... Walnuts are good for brains. Right. Grapes are good for lungs because the bundles of alveoli are kind of like bundles of grapes. Uh-huh. Tomatoes are good for hearts. Ginger's uh-huh. good for your stomach. Figs are good for your scrotum. <laughs> Citrus for I your... think it's a bit late for my scrotum, I sure. <laughs> Citrus is good for breasts. Sweet potatoes Ooh. for the pancreas. Kidney beans, can you guess what they're good for? Um, Prostate. It's the, it's the kidney. Oh, okay. Uh, bones, celery... Okay, so most of these they did the food first, and then the thing it heals. Right. Except for celery and bones, they did... Actually, the whole last... Okay, two of them they did the other way around. They implied that eating bones is good for your celery. Ah! And eating... I'm he- being very concerned about my celery, actually. <laughs> and eating hearing is good for your mushroom. <laughs> I think I think somebody took the mushrooms and then fucked up that entire list. And then wow. back to the other way around. Eating avocado is good for your uterus. Well, good. I want um, more avocado and buy less houses. So is this because in, I'd like a uterus, is please. Is this in you. sawbones or vegan beginners? Uh, you said you were going to switch them back and forth, so I'm going I, I, based on deduction. <laughs> sawbones. No, it's vegan beginners. Damn you! <laughs> Uh, let's see if I can find at least one more. Um, okay, okay. Um, let, let, let's go for this one. Okay. Nose piercings can control the respiratory problems. Oh, those. Fits, hearing problems, and blood pressure. Fits? Yeah. You can... Well, I, can't, I have to say, I haven't had a fit since I got well, my you... septum... Uh, septum. Yeah. It's, how's your blood pressure been since then? Because apparently blood pressure. Blood I haven't pressure. checked it. I really should. Yeah, well, apparently you don't need to because your, your nose piercing will fix it. There you go. Got my, got um, my septum done. So always... This is a breath regulized to eliminate the poison that comes out while breathing carbon. The nose piercing on the top left nostril is linked with the female reproductive organs. Females are likely to have fewer pains during the deliver time and at the (laughs) menstrual time. During the deliver time? (laughs) What what about males and non-binary people? Uh, Well, well, we'll we'll get there. Uh, Actually, actually, we won't get there. Oh, okay. Um, So, they'll have fewer pains during the deliver time and during the menstrual time. There you go. So, if you're expecting a delivery and, you know, they said it was going to be there by 10, but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, additionally, um, you, do you want to know why it helps with menstrual stuff and the delivery time? The vein are pressed through the piercing. That's why it helps. Oh. The gynecological problems can be cured. So it's it's simply a case of pressure points, isn't it? Uh, that's the best I can tell. Right. It's pressure points in your nose fix gynecological problems. Wow. Is this vegan beginners or sawbones? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ultimately, this is just 50-50. Um, <laughs> I think it's celery for, for fixing the sore bones. 
Oh no, it was the other way around. Uh, <laughs> vegan newbies. You're right, it's in vegan. Yay! Yeah, but like, should we really be cheering that it's in vegan newbies? Vegan newbies is sharing the fact that uh, the full- a nose piercing pressure point will fix your gynecological problems. Your, your delivery time. Expect it in 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 thirty six days. Um. Oh goodness. I I might have one more potentially. Heckens to bed. So. I know that these groups are just a, a wonderful. This is what my Facebook timeline has become. Is trying to work <laughs> these out. Okay, let's go for this one last. And now it's my problem. <laughs> um, headache remedy. Okay. Eat ten to twelve almonds, the equivalent of two aspirins for a migraine headache. They related to the willow tree at all? Nope. Uh, is do they have any science behind this? Do they? Do, Not that I'm aware of. Is there no justification whatsoever? No, none that I'm aware of. Right. Okay, I'm looking this up. <laughs> what? You're not going to guess first? Uh, no, I just. Oh my god! Almonds for dogs. Almonds for weight loss. Almonds for breakfast. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Heartburn, headache, health. Well. Uh, according to past research, magnesium found in almonds may uh, protect your body from the brunt of a headache by relaxing blood vessels. Migraine sufferers may also experience relief by following a diet rich in magnesium. Some experts believe. Some experts. Also, can I just say the first image that has come up is the one that I saw in the Facebook group. Ah, okay. I am going to go with vegan newbies because it feels like... Mm. <sighs> <laughs> I've got you double guessing now. I f- sawbones. Final odds. Sawbones. You're correct. It's Yay! Now <laughs> I do. I did do a bit of further research on this. So okay. that, if you Google almonds and headaches, the first thing that comes up is an image on Google Images, which was that that one that shows up there Just with one. a woman holding her forehead mm. and a mm. jar of almonds being poured out on the desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you look in the bottom right hand corner for rawforbeauty.com, is this, this seems to be like the, <laughs> this seems to be the number one source for like where this claim comes from. Oh, it's, shit. it's definitely the first. Oh. Well, let me let me get there. Let me get there. Don't 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 confuse me with weird images. Um, so yeah, that as far as I can tell, this is where the claim originated from. If you try and go to rawforbeauty.com, do you want to know what you see? Um, unprotected sex. Uh, it redirects like a hundred times before this non totally Ooh. not suspicious, not Ooh. secure. It's a non-secure webpage. I definitely want to kick install on that thing. Yeah, VPN update. Your browser may not be able to display the webpage. Please download the recommended free Norton Wi-Fi privacy VPN app from the Apple Store. It'll take ten seconds. Ten seconds to completely fuck your computer up. Yeah, so, um, yeah, don't go to raw for beauty. Here is a list of how many times it redirected to try and get through to that page. Wow, that is a lot of, uh... Yeah, so I would... Raw for Beauty is a scam. Uh, yeah, as best I can tell, this this claim may well originate from a website that is a scam that is basically trying to get people to click on a fake website. Because I've seen Raw for Beauty pop up a few times. But yeah, they don't exist. At least, like, not anymore. So yeah, that was Sawbones or Vegan Beginners. Come back next time to have your faith in the humanity once again slightly shaken. It's too late. Uh, I think that I've reached the maximum amount of shaking. Oh no. I am shooketh. <gasps> so, <gasps> time for this. 
She want to know what I want to see more of. What do you want to see more of? Show Justice Warriors. Hello, Larry. Hello, Barry. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a bit on a sleepy end, but I'm yeah. doing all right today. Oh, mate. Yeah. So, uh, you been up to much? Oh, I've been, uh, been, been travelling a bit, but not yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, you know, been on me whole sort of seeing me son now. How about you? Well, you know, I've been, uh, I've recently had some time off, so I had a bit of a, you know, just, you know, just a bit of wander around the local area. Oh, yeah, yeah, how'd that go for you? Well, I'm noticing a frightening increase in the number of homeless people. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's I'll... very concerning, though, the way the, the state of the country, that there there are so many people who are being forced out on the streets. Indeed. And to be clear, the problem here is it's, it's not frightening, you know, seeing the homeless people. No, it's no, not frightening always. that the ecosystem, you know, is pushing so many people out onto the streets. It's not an issue of we're scared that, you know, oh, they're around oh, us. Oh, no, I'm not scared yeah. of homeless people. I'm scared of the Tories who are producing. Exactly, exactly. State. Yeah, it's, it's a real shame. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's absolutely appalling. You know, the the, the failure of universal credit and, and all sorts of things like that. The the way the DWP have been treating people full stop and, you know, the, the rising use of food banks. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, one thing I, I do notice that, like, apart from the fact that it's, it's well known that homeless people generally spend a lot of time being ignored. Yeah. But when they're not, they very much seem to be being largely judged by people. Oh, gosh, yeah, know, yeah. Like, Oh, I've, 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 I've many a time, many a time, yeah, I've, I've, I've given money to a homeless person, and I've had, more than once, I've had people come up to me afterwards and go, oh, you really shouldn't have given that to them, who knows what they're going to spend it on, it's this real judgmental attitude of, uh, you know, judging how people, you know, people who were in the worst position possible, how, how they, how they spend what tiny, minuscule money they have. Indeed, you know, like, I've been homeless myself, I've, I've not gone to begging, and but no judgment on anyone anyone who does. I I think that takes an awful lot of courage to put yourself in a in a situation where you, you are trying to do that. And frankly, you know, to deal with the 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 being ignored, the way homeless people are treated by people, uh, you know, there is a, a huge amount of abuse. Uh, the way that you know, obviously, you're having to to look after yourself in that situation, and then just to be constantly judged by people who assume that you know you're of some kind of low moral fibre because you've ended up on the street, perhaps through entirely no fault of your own, and and yeah. you know that you know they'll they'll judge people for you know wanting to have a a drink or something, or you know yeah. maybe buying some sort of drug to to try and. Deaden the noise of of, of distress yeah. of, of what they're experiencing. I've, I've seen I've seen homeless people with pets who've been criticised for well, if you didn't have that pet, you'd you know you'd have more food for yourself, and that's you know people who who are living with zero companionship being told like no, give up the one companion that is sticking with Don't you. Don't worry, that's... we're all going to ignore you, but no pet for you. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I, I've I've been homeless for a while as well, and I I did I did beg for a while because it was you know how I was surviving, and yeah. it's if you get to a point where you you are doing that, it's incredibly demoralising. That yes. you know you you feel like not only are you not self sufficient, but that it feels like you're never going to be able to get out of that situation. And yeah. it's, it's some of the most despair you can end up feeling sometimes. It's being being in a position where it's like. You're cold, you're hungry, you fear for your own, 
you fear for your safety, yeah. you fear that the police are going to get involved, you fear what passers-by on the street might do. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that your your life revolves around surviving in a miserable situation. And look, I, you know, having been there, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone who tries to find something that will give them a, just a little bit of mental respite and a little bit of getting away from their situation because yeah. it's a pretty fucking miserable situation sometimes. I can understand, perhaps, from an outsider's view, that you might think that that you should be doing everything constantly without stopping to, to try and get yourself out of that situation. But as somebody who's not only been homeless before, but just generally poor, yeah. sometimes having a little bit of something to look forward to, something to take the the monotony of the everyday off. Yeah. You just need that little bit yeah. of rest. Because you can't go on holiday. You can't yeah. escape from any of these things. You can't sit and watch a, your favourite TV show or listen exactly. to some music that you enjoy, you know. Exactly. If someone wants to drink the fucking Strongbow in the street, I'm not going to stop them. Yeah, exactly. Like, here's the thing. Like, it's easy to say you should you should be working on on getting yourself off the street. But it's it's easier said than done. Like, go, going to job interviews is difficult when you don't have don't, an address. You don't have an address. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of jobs you simply cannot get if you don't have an address. A lot of places to stay you can't get if you haven't got an address. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, get getting the somewhere that you can. Clean your clothes, that you can have a wash, that you can make yourself sort of presentable for an interview. That will allow you in there. Yeah, exactly. Like These are all things that are really difficult. And, you know, when you're in that position of, I'm trying to get my life on track, but it feels like just constant roadblocks in the way, sometimes you do just need some... But maybe, maybe it's a burger from a fire food place that you know is more expensive than getting a bunch of bread and sandwich fillings from the supermarket. By yeah, mean, but, but where are you supposed to keep the leftovers from the bit you well, don't immediately that, eat? Is that, there's that as well. But equally, like you know, so what if you occasionally treat yourself to a bit of food that's slightly nicer than the the bare minimum? You need you need things to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. you need things to keep you going. To keep your things, moral things to live for. To keep your like, morale up, rather than yeah. you know, the, the, than just existing. Because yeah. at, that, at that point, it becomes very easy to want to stop existing. Yeah, that, I, yeah, I can very much vouch for that. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think people just generally need to stop judging people for for how they are coping. Yeah, with but, with but, a bad situation. Exactly. Like you know. <laughs> Have, have some, some empathy and some sympathy. Help out where you can and be a little less worried about, like, Ooh, well, what if they use it badly and be a little more like, well, look, if I if I was in that position, I would want... Like, anything would help. I would rather give a couple of quid to someone who was out there scamming. And that's another thing that you get oh, people yeah, talking about yeah, a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're scammers. They're not really homeless. Whatever. I would rather chance my couple of quid going to someone in that situation than have someone go hungry or be in more trouble than they need or thirsty. Exactly. I, I would I would rather believe in the goodness of people yeah. and try and help people in need than live my life never helping a soul because what if I accidentally helped someone who didn't strictly need it? Exactly. Oh, should we have that hug, mate? Yeah, let's have that, let's have that hug. Yeah. Oh.
Oh, this is what we need in the world, mate. Yeah. More cuddles and compassion. Yeah. Good hug. Good hug, mate. Good hug. Ugh. Ugh. Shall I, uh, shall I, shall I, uh, pop the kettle on? Yeah, have that cup of tea. Nice. Laura! Yes? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch and YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk, where I will have a bunch of coverage up on uh, what, what went up this week. Team Sonic Racing, a bunch of Pokemon coverage, uh, 3D printed Labo coverage, uh, those things happened. Um... I may or may not have coverage of other things that I don't know when the embargo is on yet. We'll find out. Uh, I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I've got some books coming out soon. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt comes out on July 18th, which is like six weeks away. That's too Bloody soon. Hell. I'm not ready for this. My heart, it is not ready. I will protect your heart. <laughs> uh, and... I might just be touching your boob. <laughs> things I learned from Mario's butt that that we we finished making the art and the the words it's just being put together into a book now so that'll be soon what about you where are you on the internet I am Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube I am Janiac on Twitch where I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays most weeks I can also be found on Patreon as Stoned Monkey Radio on Facebook.com there is a uh, slash Stoned Monkey Radio there is a a Facebook fan group page. Uh, there's a Discord. If you want a link to the Discord, hit me up on Twitter and I will send you an invite. Uh, StoneMonkeyRadio.blog where I do writings of things when when I have time to actually sit down and play games. I will do those things. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much everything. So, Laura, yeah. Sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Mm.